make it a rule never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline than a rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me uh, again today is my good friend Jason Kupsik. Um Are you there, pal? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just a little depressed, actually. <laughs> Why are you depressed? Because apparently today is the end of the world again. Oh, yeah, I forgot today about that. Today we're recording this, actually. Yeah, Not as we, today it'll be released. Right. As, as we record this, it is Wednesday, uh, October 7th. Um, obviously, we're not going to be releasing this until the 9th of October. But yeah, we are supposed to. Uh, we're supposed to die again today. Um, now yeah. this is this uh, is according to by fire. obliterated by fire. That's what they say, huh? Yeah, tonight at midnight. I don't know what yeah. Central Time or Eastern say? Time or damn, you know, somewhere else. I don't know, but it's supposed to be today. Well, bring it on. Let's see if it happens. You know what I mean? It's a, uh, a like an online church called E Bible out of Philadelphia. That is the one claiming this. It seems legit to me. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm picking up on your sarcasm. Well, I would hope so because I'm laying it on pretty thick. <laughs> you know what? I've been looking and looking and looking for little things or videos from people explaining, you know, before. Um, September 24th there was a ton of videos and other stuff people explaining exactly what was going to happen I think I sent you one the guy was like really crazy stuff the Mississippi splitting in half because FEMA poured all this stuff in there (laughs) but I don't see I haven't found anything from any of those people afterwards I was wanting to find something like a crazy explanation as to why it didn't happen but I haven't found it yet they're probably all hiding they're probably all in their holes Hiding. Well, yeah, well, actually, you know, a lot of them might be in the bunker and think that you <laughs> know, it's all the over. Rest of the world is gone. Yeah, it's like nope. We got to wait fourteen days. Like fourteen that movie, days. What's that movie? With is that Brendan Fraser? Oh, I don't know. He did a movie. I think it was Brendan Fraser, and uh, I don't remember the blog's name, but where they were down in a bunker for like thirty years. Jesus. That was, because a plane crashed in the house in the 60s or 50s, and they thought it was an explosion. Wow. So they were under there forever, but that's what made me think of. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Um, I'm going to read this one story. I came across this one news story, and it has to deal with uh, like UFOs and aliens and that fun shit. But I saw this, um, and I found it very interesting. So I'm going to pull it up here, and I'm going to see... If I can read this. So, during a recent Jeb Bush fundraiser uh, in Orlando, Florida, 
Um, obviously, his father, you know, George Bush Sr., former president George Bush Sr., uh, left the large crowd uneasy after responding to a question about UFOs. Have you heard this story, bro? I've seen the headline. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually read it. I, well, I've been doing a lot of looking at news stories lately for the the segment on the radio, but... right. I didn't even want to bring that one up because the, the station I'm on is a political talk station. It's, oh. it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I could right. talk about whatever I want, but I just kind of skipped over it. But I did see that headline. Yeah, it was so funny because he, he replied to this question as, Americans can't handle the truth. Before the questioning was briefly halted by then you know, the organizers of the event itself. But uh, uh, during the fundraiser, a man in the crowd raised a Wait. strange question. Yeah. What? So the the question was asked, and but then somebody they stopped it partway through, but he still responded. Exactly. The man asked George Bush Senior when the U.S. government would tell Americans the truth about UFOs. To which he responded, "Americans can't handle the truth." Before the questioning was then briefly halted. So, oddly enough, it says it is not the first time that George Bush Senior. Uh, has had a controversial opinion on the UFOs. Now, this dates back to 1988. Um, and this was in Rogers, Arkansas, uh, during a trip uh, for George Bush when he was running for president, basically, here. Uh, Wait, the question was in 1980? No, this was the this one was just asked. But this, okay. uh, what they're saying is it hasn't, it has happened before. And they, uh, back in 1988, there was another, uh, it says, the to-be president was then asked uh, in the event that uh, he became president if he would tell Americans the truth about, you know, well, UFOs and somebody all that. that. Exactly. There's always a reporter that asks that question. I've heard it from every single, exactly. you know, front runner for the most part and since I've been paying attention to politics since the late 90s, which well, was what Clinton was asked. And Exactly. Well, now, Clinton has always been forthcoming about it. He said, you know, absolutely he would tell everybody, you know. Um, but what he did say, yeah, what Bush did say back in 1988, he said, <laughs> I am very careful in public life about dealing with classified information he goes i know some i know a fair amount um but now listen to this this is where it gets funny because experts now are saying uh just uh take everything he says with a grain of salt because uh he's you know he's losing his cognitive functions and uh he's in a frail state of health uh he may be suffering from neurological disorders such as like alzheimer's um, which could explain the weird comments. And this, <laughs> I mean, the dude's 91 years old, you know? Yeah. And it, it, so it would be completely normal to, to suffer for some, something like that, especially at that age. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. But I mean, me. it seemed like a pretty coherent yeah. response. It did. It was a direct response to the question, you know? Um, I'm he, curious to see if there's footage of this to see, I, like, who stopped the question. Was it? Well, apparently, it was the event what organizers. Was the press conference for? Well, this was like a, a Jeb Bush for president type thing. That was it. Oh, okay. That was all it is. Um, you but know, apparently, I've seen this before actually. Have you? 
and not to get too conspiratorial, right, right, um, in this episode, but at the press conference where they released the identity of the suspects for the Boston bombing, a reporter for oh Alex Jones's website, one of those websites like that, got up and asked about these other people that pictures were floating around that they felt might be sus, you know might be suspects and I I remember sitting there watching this live and the the person standing at the podium said don't pay attention to any other photos out there just pay attention to what we show you and tell you are you serious they, 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 they stopped the guy the reporter and carried him out or pushed him out oh my god I remember sitting there and I was like what just happened I mean I know you know the Alex Jones and the you know, a lot of crazy theories out there. Right. But I saw these pictures too, and they they look like suspect people. Like, why were they there? Just stuff like that. And it was just like. And he was only posing was, a question. That was it. I don't know if he talked out of turn, but still, the response was, "Don't pay attention to any of the new uh, alternative news sources out there." Only pay attention to what we're telling you. That's what the FBI people said on the podium. Wow. I'm sure you can find the clip. Oh, I'm going to look for that for damn sure. It's almost the same thing. This was an official press conference for an active situation where they were looking for somebody rather than a presidential press conference. Holy hell. They they interrupted the guy and and pulled him out. (laughs) Oh, my God. People are crazy, man, I tell you. And it's it's so weird, though, because, like you said, did he talk out of turn or things like that? Of course he did. He's a freaking reporter. That's what they do, you know? Yeah. So I don't think that would uh, justify booting somebody out. Um, all he did was pose a question. That was it. Well, and obviously he had the credentials to be in there. Exactly. They didn't just let any reporter in there or no, any they person do not. that wanted to come in. No, it's funny because most of those reporters during press conferences like that, they know these people by name, mm-hmm. by first name. They're on a first name basis with these people. Um, so that is that is very interesting too. Maybe he was new. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, and like I didn't, you know, write anything down to that because I didn't know I'd be bringing it up. Right, but right. I, I'm pretty sure this guy. I had heard of him, the guy asking the question. And like I said, obviously he was allowed in there in the press conference. So yeah. Holy they're hell. usually pretty selective as to who they allow in. Dude, that is amazing though. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look for this clip uh and see what's going on with that. Because that's very, very cool. I mean it's not yeah, cool, it's interesting. It to you after. Hell yeah. So, um, for today's, uh, today's subject matter, we're going to, we're going to talk about something here that we really haven't talked about before on the ectoplasm show. And it's kind of surprising that we really haven't talked about it much. Um, but we're going to talk about Bigfoot and, and, uh, big feet (laughs) as a, as a species, (laughs) right? (laughs) So I I don't know. I don't know what the plural is for for Bigfoot. I have no idea. Well, I mean, a, a single Bigfoot. 
picture has two feet, not just one. Right. I did see a funny, I think I might have mentioned this on an episode before, a funny cartoon once that it was a, a Bigfoot talking to a camper or Sasquatch or whatever talking to a camper and in the cartoon he had one massive foot and one regular size foot so, yeah that, that's right that's how I got my name that's how I got my name <laughs> it's the been following me forever <laughs> had my nickname for a while now <laughs> but oh my goodness no it's it's interesting because you know I do a lot of like paranormal conferences and, and things of that nature and that is one question that usually comes up um, from somebody um, if I you know if I believe in Bigfoot or you know if I've ever experienced a Bigfoot well no I haven't but I'm also not much of a an outdoorsman you know what I'm saying not like anything like what you are Jason um, yeah um, like I think you would just live in the woods if you could like, well I mean uh I enjoy certain things that I can't get out in the woods, but I actually recently, I just got asked by a friend to, in the next few years, years away, hike the Appalachian Trail, which is five months just hiking a trail. That would be outstanding. And it sounds awesome to me. Like, I want to do it, and I, I hope to do it. But yeah, I... I like to spend a lot of time out in the woods. Actually, it's one of the things that like calms me down. That's very I'm cool. Anxious about anything or or whatever. Just well, like escape. I said at the the end of the world episode, if we survive October or September, I'm September. soon going to sit in the woods and stare at a tree. And I've done that a few times. <laughs> since then. I love it. But now, you know, so me personally. You know, I've never encountered a Bigfoot or anything of that nature. However, I do believe that the possibility at least exists. You know, that the possibility of something out there existing. I, I totally buy into that. You know, because look at how much about our planet we don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're discovering yeah. new things every freaking day. Um and people are like, well, why haven't we found, you know, carcasses? Why haven't we found anything of that nature? It's like, well, number one, maybe we're not looking hard enough. Number two, what if they're smarter than we are? <laughs> I mean, that's an odd thing to say. Well, yeah. What if that's they, true. you know, and- I mean, everything, and we've talked about this before. Like, even ants bury their dead. Even ants yeah. bury their dead. So why, why is it that far of a stretch that they might do the same? We do well, it. Well, also, nothing really lasts very long in the woods. Carcasses do last, and for a little while. But honestly, that big probably would too. But but maybe a week uh, though, they, tops, right? Maybe maybe well, two yeah. weeks. I hardly see anything bigger than a, bu- a bird when I'm out in the woods. I don't right. think I've ever seen maybe once in the entire time since I was a kid in Boy Scouts that I've been hiking and, and doing whatever. Maybe once I've seen a deer. A dead deer. And I was going to ask about the deer, because that's the, the biggest thing I could come up with that actually lives in the woods that, I mean, it's nowhere comparable in size to what a, a Bigfoot is supposedly, you know, but that's the biggest thing I could come up with. And that's what I was going to ask you. Have you ever encountered a deer? So, um, 
Well, in town there are plenty of deer. Well, I mean like but dead deer. Everything eats something that's dead. Right. And that's I what mean, I was even thinking. to the point of the bones and the antlers. The antlers shed each year for deer. Sure. They don't last very long because there are creatures, including, I think, squirrels, too, that eat the antlers. So sure. even the bones, sometimes some animals eat those. I mean, you'll find bones every now and then. They're usually scattered. And most of the time, if I find a bone, I have no idea what it goes to. Right. And that would so be very bodies, hard to tell even anyway. If, even if a body just dies, the likelihood of you finding it intact or even semi all there and not half of it drug off here and a piece of it over there and something taken into some animal's hole. Sure. You're not going to be able to identify it unless you're like a biologist or, or something like that. And you would have to be, I, in my opinion, insanely lucky to encounter something like that because it would basically mean that it had very, very recently died. Yeah. Well, um, people have. People have, but they usually don't have the ability to carry something like that out. Oh, my God. Or no. they don't think about it, and, you know, they come back later, and it's not, you know, there anymore. It's just, it's crazy stuff, man. Um, now, as far as Bigfoot is concerned, or the idea of Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it, what are your thoughts, personally, on this okay um i think that like i like to keep everything open as possible yeah but everything is possible i think that there's obvious there's two obvious sides to or camps when it comes to big but one is just a biological creature just like any other creature or mammal sure that just hasn't been discovered yet or two it's alien or dimensional or something like that now if it's just a biological creature it would have to live in an isolated area which there's plenty on the planet exactly i mean we're so spread out i saw a study not too long ago where they took the population of the planet and condensed it down to the size of like a population of a city so let's right. say houston or i've seen dallas i don't remember um which city specifically, but one of these cities in Texas, if you take that population density in, let's say, um, Dallas, mm-hmm. and you apply it to all the people on the planet, you put everybody into one area that's the density of the population of Dallas. It's smaller than the size of Texas. I have, I've that's seen every uh, the person same. on the planet. Right. And I saw a very similar, or the exact same thing anyway. Um, so it's so very, we're very interesting. spread out. Uh, there's places in Alaska, um, Canada, Russia, where there isn't people for miles and miles, like hundreds of miles. Exactly. Now, if it's a biological creature, I think that that's the highly most likely areas that they would be in, not fields of Kansas or Iowa or right. hills of Missouri. It may be possible, but they also need a breeding population. Unless they're different than humans in the sense where if you get too small of a breeding population, you have inbreeding, which causes birth defects in humans. And I would think that it would be the same in Bigfoot. Yeah, I would agree. Now, if they are alien or interdimensional and they're able to travel by other means, say 
a ship or a portal or, or whatever. They could be anywhere. And maybe that's why they're not found. Right. Which I don't know if I necessarily buy into that. But at the same time, who's really to say? Because it does. It sounds so far-fetched to say, oh, maybe they're this um, interdimensional type being. But at the exact same time, uh, physicists and things of that nature have already said that it is 100% probable, not even possible, probable. Like, it, now, it's going on. Think, now, would you think that a reptilian alien would be more likely than a Bigfoot alien? See, I don't know. See, and that's just weird because you think about it. And people have, um, especially when you're talking aliens and things of that nature, um, the reptilian race of aliens, um, that also seems very sci-fi, very um, Hollywood and fake. Um, but at the same time, so does a giant, you know, seven, eight, nine foot freaking hair covered, you know, monster looking thing. <laughs> I mean, it all yeah. sounds very far fetched. Um, but at the exact same time, if you look just, uh, at anatomy and things of that nature, you know, Bigfoot's probably not that far off from us, from what we are right no. now. And I read a, an article maybe five, six years ago where they had, where some scientists went to a plateau in South America that nobody had ever accessed before because you had to be like a really good rock climber to get up there. Just nobody had done it sure. in, you know, recorded history or whatever. The only way to get up there was by helicopter. And as far as they knew, nobody had been up there before. And they found over 300 new species. Now, most of them were offshoots. They're different kinds of bugs or different kinds of birds right. that were just a little bit different than ones that, that were known on the planet. But there were over 300 species up there that nobody had ever seen before. Just in this one area. Exactly. And, and I don't know how big some of these were or what the largest one was, but that was one little plateau in South America that was like just the top of a mountain. Then there was 300 new things up there. That's pretty impressive, too. Um, especially, like you said, you know, it's just this one area. This one small little area and it had like 300 new species. That's impressive. Like that's huge. Um, um, no matter how, you know, close together they are with other species that are known or whatever, it's still pretty huge. Um, yeah. but I don't know. When I saw, uh, before we get into a couple articles I found, one of my favorite shows that I wish they would bring back full time is Monster Quest. Oh, I absolutely. I love that show. That's yeah. one of the better paranormal shows, in my opinion. Because sure. it's not really ghost teams going out, you know. It's not the same it's, old thing, yeah. It's a different kind of show. And they actually go into some really odd creatures. But they have quite a few episodes on Bigfoot. And there's one where they're talking about Canada, and specifically a lake in Canada. But they also kind of in one clip they talk about Canada overall and there's a group of people that have mapped out Bigfoot sightings in Canada wow. and majority of them happen where the blueberries are growing that time of year during like they start out up north during the summer they're growing higher what is it latitudes 
yeah. longitude, longitude up north, which, whichever one it is. And then, you know, as it gets colder, they grow farther and farther south, and then they start going back up when okay. it starts warming up in the spring. And they mapped out that the majority of Bigfoot sightings follow that blueberry growth pattern. That's very Wherever impressive. the blueberries are growing that time of year, which doesn't seem, it definitely doesn't seem random. This no, it doesn't. They, they decided to map out the known Bigfoot sightings and when they were, and the majority what? of them follow blueberry growth, which is very odd. I mean, right. how would a group of people, random people that don't know each other that are reporting Bigfoot would never be able to come up with something like that, you no, know? But I think that research, or at least that pattern of research, is very, very smart because of the fact that, you know, you think about what is a Bigfoot or any animal, uh, for that matter, any animal, you know, uh, what are they going to need? What are they going to to need just for survival alone? Well, obviously, they're going to need food. They're going to need some form of water. Air, yeah. water, food, shelter. Exactly. They can live for three minutes without air, three days without water. I think it's three weeks without food. Or and shelter's in there somewhere. I think it's like three... Three hours in the cold without shelter. Right. So every mammal, anyways, needs those things. And so, like you were saying, you know, if a Bigfoot is a a mammal, you know, not some interdimensional being or whatever, but if it is, you know, a mammal, then that's, that's what to go on. That's your basics right there. Um, so I think that's smart. I think, uh, and especially, like, I would have never thought of of that at all. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's what they were looking for or if they just found that through putting down uh, or going through all of the reported sightings. And they just kind of fell upon remember. it, like, by happenstance, basically? I don't think they said in the episode whether that's what they were looking for, but that's what they found when they were studying it. Well, I think it's definitely uh, something that they need to entertain more and get a little more in-depth with that because that's very cool. Um, the same episode, they um, it was ma- mainly about this cabin on a lake where it was a rental cabin where anybody could rent it. And it was the only cabin on this lake, and it was the only cabin in like 150 miles to the closest person in like 300 miles to the closest town Wow! and multiple people reported Bigfoot things like rocks being thrown at the house and people seeing Bigfoot and uh, <laughs> the house being torn up which happens sometimes yeah. Bigfoot you know, sounds like a dick in. though <laughs> he's throwing rocks and stuff but uh, one of the things that they mentioned specifically about the house getting torn up was that bears tend to go for the insulation inside of refrigerators. They found that it smells like something to them, so they kind of rip it out. This oh, hadn't wow. happened. But they also put up what was called a bear board, where it's just a like a four-by-four four plywood piece with a bunch of screws sticking up. You put it down in front of the door, so if something steps on it, you know, most likely they'll run away because it hurts. Yes. Um after they got broken into and 
and the other stuff, they decide to put down these bear boards. And in the episode, they actually go back and they find the bear board has a big print on it and blood and hair. Oh, wow. And they send off that blood and hair. And according to the show, because I think it was a two-part show, according to the show, it came back as somewhere between ape and man. So we're literally talking here. Like, we are literally talking about what some people would refer to as, like, the missing link. Yeah. So there is that, that halfway point, like you were saying, between, you know, man and ape. Like, that, in essence, is what I think of when I think of, you know, Bigfoot or Sasquatch or whatever. That's what I think of. Um, that's interesting, man. That's very, very cool stuff. Um, and that was, you said that was on Monster Quest as well? Yeah. Wow. That was the, the same, they had a two-part. I think it was, the episode was called Bigfoot Attacks or something like that. Wow. Um, there's only like four or five seasons and they're all on Netflix the last time I looked. Yeah. Um, and they do many different types of Bigfoot all over the world, but these specifically took place in Canada. Wow. That's really cool stuff, man. Now, you said um, you said you had a couple articles uh, to yeah. go over. All right. First one is a woman tells dispatcher she saw Bigfoot with a baby with in baby. Bedford, Virginia. Bigfoot with a baby. Now, like a human baby or a baby Sasquatch? Well, I wrote that down because it doesn't say in the article. <laughs> oh, it doesn't shit. say whether... <laughs> It was holding a human baby or a Bigfoot baby. Now, I am guessing that... Sasquatch came and took a, my babies. Yeah, I'm guessing it would be a Bigfoot baby because I think that they would specifically oh. mention it. She said she thought right. it holding a human baby. Right, right. Um, yeah, she I said think that she was driving one night and the headlights hit one. It hit a Sasquatch standing on the side of the road and it was holding a baby. And then she went back the next day, and there were big footprints there, so she called the police. Wow. Damn, man. So, so I, I have they, uh, heard of a few other things in the past dealing with child Bigfoot. Usually they're the family unit, unit so I have right. heard of this before. You know, that was one thing that I was going to get into also, um, is whether or not, you know, they were by themselves, if they were colonized in some way, or or what. But are, are the police... You said this is in Virginia? Um, Bedford, Virginia. Okay, yeah. so are the police actually entertaining this? Are they are they pursuing this in any way? I don't know. I don't think it's that. I think they came out and took her report, but that was it. Okay. I don't think that they actually went off looking for it um now the the paper or whatever that was covering this is it more i i hate to say this because it happens all the freaking time so we should just be used to it but is it is it more like tongue-in-cheek type thing is it ma- mainly for people to read and then just shake your head and I be like crazy ass lady so okay i'm i have the link on my phone and just talking to you right right it. And I, I sent it to you as well, but I think that this was from a more 
Well, it's something like the Examiner or Huffington Post. I don't think okay. this was one of the ones that nobody's ever heard of before. Okay, okay. Well, that's very interesting stuff, though. But and I don't know if that was the source article or if it was they picked up on it. I didn't write that down, wow. but I did find that article, and I found terrified man sets himself on fire after a Yeti <laughs> said he would die. <laughs> I love it. What a Which great freaking headline. Maybe he's so freaked out, but yeah. you're basically making what ha what he told you happen. Yeah. The Bigfoot, the Yeti is telling you you're going to die soon, so you might as well just get it over with. He's like, oh, I don't shit. understand the thought process. <laughs> but I guess he's Russian, so, you know, maybe they have their own. Maybe vodka was involved, do you think, maybe? M maybe. He said that. <laughs> Um, it wasn't a very long article that he said he was so scared after meeting the Yeti that he poured fuel on himself and set himself on fire. Now, wow. it doesn't say if he actually died or not, but I guess they wouldn't have the story unless right, he right. survived. Man. It was in the Tija Forest, T-A-I-G-A Forest in Russia. So he, he comes across a Yeti. And the Yeti speaks to, him. to him. Yeah, speaks to him and says, you are going to die soon, is is the gist of it, right? Yeah, so he goes and sets himself on <laughs> so, fire because he's so freaked out, apparently. Why the hell not? <laughs> Just, oh my God. I don't know, man. I think, me personally, if I'm sitting there having a conversation with a Yeti, number one, my first instinct would be to, to record it. Or number two, I'd be like, you know, I, I need to prove this to people that this actually happened somehow. And, you know, I don't know, man. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> well, there's another story out of Russia. I didn't have it written down. I didn't think about it until just now. It was some time ago, like springtime, where a guy was claiming that he was painting Bigfoot or Yeti in Russia and that he would go off into the woods every few days and it, sit down where the Bigfoot or Yeti would pose and he would paint him. Wow. And I think it had something to do with, like, he would give him vodka or something. And I yeah, don't remember that detail. But Sasquatch I remember, nice I'm and toasty. almost positive that vodka was mentioned in the article. <laughs> but, yeah, he would uh, pose for some paintings. It's like, no, guys, it's really easy. All you got to do is go out to the woods and bring a lot of vodka. You get Sasquatch drunk and he'll do anything you want. So, <laughs> Pose seductively for me, Sasquatch. <laughs> Which is something to think about if we ever go out and look for it. Just bring Peppermint a lot of booze? might work. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they would like. I think that I think, Kila would probably just throw them off. I think maybe a, nice, uh, maybe a nice amaretto. Or something like yeah. that, you know? Something a little sweeter. Well, Jen, Jen is kind of woodsy. Oh, yeah. Jen, Jen is where it's at, man. And I realize, like, Jen is such an old man drink, but damn it, I love it. And, you know, I'm, I'm 34 now. So I think it's time to, to really start uh, start diving into the old man stuff a little more. Yeah, I, I've been drinking Jen for a long time, so that makes I, me an old man. I love it, though. Gin and tonic's where it's at, man. Yeah. I love that stuff. Well, and I also enjoy a nice, you know, I'm also a Jack Daniels kind of guy, though, too. So, You I know enjoy. what I 
make, and it's kind of become our tradition. And I usually, I don't think I've actually had it other than when I was camping, when, yeah. it, when, I'm, when it's cold out and I go camping. Right. It's kind of become a tradition for me. To, I'll bring Dr. Pepper and peppermint schnapps, and it tastes exactly like a candy cane. Ooh. That sounds damn good. And I, yeah, I started bringing peppermint schnapps with me when it was cold because it kind of warms you up a little bit. Well, I tell I you mean, what. You know, last year, about this time, actually, my friend, last year we went out and we did a ghost hunt, and it was colder than shit. Where was the schnapps then? Because I was freezing my ass off. <laughs> well, they say, actually, that you shouldn't drink too yeah, much if yeah. you're camping, if you're sleeping, because it'll actually suck the heat out of you later. Oh, I could see that. But if you're just out, and you know, it'll warm you up for a little while. Yeah. Until you and can get back in. Yeah. It's always yeah. nice sitting in the middle of the woods by a little fire, sipping on something like that. That sounds delightful, actually. I would. Oh this my god! Exactly like a candy cane. Everybody out there needs to try it. I mean, <laughs> oh, I don't dude. own any stock in peppermint schnapps, so I don't have any like. <laughs> There's nothing to gain from that. Get in the game. <laughs> so yeah, you can believe me when I say that it's it's good. That's awesome. I'm gonna try that, man. It sounds really good around like Christmas time. You know? Yeah. That is freaking sweet. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment with that. I'm probably end up like getting my wife all tipsy at the same time. <laughs> I'll be like, you got to try this one. Now try this one. <laughs> Just get her all sorts of junk. Oh, my goodness. So, no. Um, Bigfoot. You know, back to Bigfoot a little bit here. And getting Bigfoot drunk. No. <laughs> but, um, if, if you... Because I know there's this guy out there or whatever. And this was a few years back or whatever. that This guy claims he knew exactly, or excuse me, knows exactly where Bigfoot... Are and it, they he says that they are colonized. You know they are they they're living uh, in very small uh, like family units around. But he knows he said where the they are. And there was one that he was specifically mentioning where there are at least twenty of these in one area. And he sits in the tree and basically just observes them. That's it. What are your thoughts on that? Is he just a kook? Because where's the evidence? Where's the proof? You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say prove it, but that makes me think of... Um, there are... One of the original stories of Bigfoot was kidnapped by a Bigfoot. He was taken while he was in his sleeping bag, and... Bigfoot was just kind of curious about him and he would you know share his coffee with him and stuff like that and he slipped away one night but he was like with him for close to a month apparently and I don't remember the details I think it was in the late 1800s it was a guy just out hunting and um, he reported that you know it was a family unit there was a male and female and child and where they went there was a few other ones what the this hell? This is in the U.S. I don't okay. remember where. Now, this guy actually um, documented this type of stuff. He wrote about it? He did write about it. I remember reading the story. It's one of the like, folklore type of stories. Sure. Big, but one of the ones that's been around forever. And so they so basically... Yeah, he, he, he observed a, a group of them. And they were wow. just kind of more curious. They were shy. 
you know, he didn't have any way to communicate with them, but he was sharing, you know, food and stuff with him. And he said that the, the Bigfoot didn't really like the coffee because it was kind of bitter. But what? Yeah, the I hell? mean, he talked about a group of them. Dude, that is crazy. I'm gonna have to find this um, and read it for myself, also. Because um, the, you know, okay, the entire idea of this is amazing. You know, something, some other creature out there that exists and is basically living right alongside us, just in, you know, obviously less populated areas. Um, it's very, very, I don't know, it's interesting just to, to read about um, and to think about and to entertain the idea that it is possible. Um, I'm going to have to find this now account. The, yeah, uh, he was sleeping in his sleeping bag and he woke up and still in his sleeping bag but being carried okay so that's um, what I was going to ask okay so he's asleep he makes camp he's asleep and then he, he wakes up because he's literally being carried away in his sleeping bag by yeah. the Sasquatch like what do you do do you scream or you just like enjoy I the ride think, like a bear's not going to carry you no. off unless he's like on without a paddle where he kind of just carries you around <laughs> on your pants whatever whatever it was <laughs> in that movie but um I would suspect you treat it a lot like a bear okay you don't want to provoke it you know it's hard to say because you in a bear you kind of want to make yourself there's two different so say, you kind of want to make stuff big and scary right. and maybe it'll run off because honestly bears are usually just as afraid of you as you are of it. naturally right but and that makes sense Bigfoot it's a little bit different because it's like a human where it's it might not be so afraid of you because obviously it's more physically dominant than you and probably could clearly see that you know what I mean yeah um, I don't think it would carry you away or at least try to if you were you know bigger but I don't know and maybe it's like you said or what this guy is suggesting that you know Bigfoot is just curious and wanted to learn more but he said he spent basically the better part of a month with them? If I remember right, I know it was about a week, at least. Okay, I'm okay. trying to remember the details. I know he spent a good amount of time with them. I want to say it was close to a month, but it, it could have been less. It's wow. been a while since I've read that article, but I, I remember the details. Um, he had a rifle with him, but it was left, you know, sure. at, at his camp. And, and he had stored some of his, like, stuff down in, like, his food down in his sleeping bag, and that's why he had the coffee and, I think, some chocolate, maybe. Maybe I'm confusing more than one story, but I know he had coffee in that particular story and that he shared with the Bigfoot. But they did not, they didn't like it. They didn't really enjoy it because it, you know, it, it's coffee. It's kind of a acquired taste. Yeah, I think coffee kind of sucks anyway, but, I mean, that's just me. Um... But damn, man. Like, that's that's a big... I don't know. That's huge, really. If you think about it. Um, and you said that was back in, like, the 1800s? 
that this happened? Yeah, and that's not just like a fleeting glimpse of something going through the woods. He actually, he actually spent time. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's like basically so living with he them. was a hunter. He was an outdoorsman. And I don't know if, I'm sure that at that time, he wasn't traveling to go hunting. He was hunting in an area he knows really well and probably knows the animals in that area really well. Right. I don't think, I mean, even if it was just a few moments, he's not going to mistake this creature for, or a bear for this creature. No, absolutely not. That is insane. And I love it. <laughs> now, if you guys have ever encountered a Bigfoot, I, w- I definitely want to hear your stories, too. So you can reach out to us, um, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com, at ectoplasmshow on Twitter, and uh, give us a like on Facebook, the Ectoplasm Show on Facebook, and check uh, check out some of the things that we have going on over there. Um, yeah, and if you have Bigfoot stories... Um, like I said, I just I want to read them myself. I don't. Uh, I won't mention anything on you know on the show or anything like that. I won't call you out or anything like that. I, I just want to read it for myself because I have never encountered anything like that. Um, and you know, Jason, you spend so much time out in wilderness, you know, and it's just it's amazing to me that that this stuff is going on. What I think we need to do is just do a damn Bigfoot hunt. That's what I think we need to do. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to mention one other article that I remember, one other story that I remember. Yeah. I believe it came from an abductee, an alien abductee, because there's also a lot of, I mean, we could do a whole show just on um, stories of Bigfoot sightings along with UFO sightings. Right. And even along with men in black sightings sometimes in government or military uh, activity. There is a but lot of There that. was one that I remember specifically that I believe it was in the abductee that was told by his abductive aliens that Bigfoot was here as a steward to the planet. That it had to do with it, he was not really a slave, but more of, I don't want to say spy, I'm trying to think of the word, where he reported back to his superiors the activities of the planet. Wow. So he literally was then, like, basically going back and forth. Yeah, that's why he's able to just disappear. It seems like in some of the stories where he just, a lot like the the kid that I mentioned when we talked about the 411 stuff where the kid went behind the tree and just disappeared. Yes. That's reported a lot in Bigfoot sightings where he's just walking through the woods. You see him like a hunter in a tree stand. will see him. He goes behind the big tree and then it comes and out. And he's gone. Side. And how do you hide something that big? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's why it's hard for me. Like, <clears throat> it's hard for me to think about if it's just a natural creature that we haven't found one. Right, right. Um, it's hard for me to believe that, but I also, there's another part of me that says, yeah, there's vast parts of open land where there could be something like that. The, and then there's the more believable, not, I think I believe both this, the possibility of both the same. There's 
yeah, that, that's a good explanation of why they're not caught because they're they're traveling by means that we don't know of. Sure, absolutely. And they don't stick in a place too long. That part seems to be a good explanation for it, but you have to believe in the possibility of aliens, which I do. But yeah, that's but... the full field. It's all just. I tell you, man, crazy. It <laughs> is. It is freaking nuts. And I think I'm pretty much in the same boat. I am at this point, you know, I would believe um, both or all whatever, all these theories equally, because I have no idea. You know, I've never met Bigfoot. <laughs> I've never seen Bigfoot. I've never and had an encounter like that before. Um, we went out looking for Bigfoot in the in Wisconsin, and it was cold. And I was freezing my ass off because it was like 40 below. It was not a fun experience. <laughs> but I think like during uh, during the summer months, it might be uh, a worthwhile venture, you know? Yeah, well, there's, um, there's perils with both. If you're during the summer months, yeah, you don't have to deal with the cold, but you have to deal with bugs. Yeah, I like bugs. hiking more during the winter because you don't have to deal with bugs. I like camping more during the summer, more more so the spring. Yeah. Because you don't have to deal with the cold as right. much. So it all depends on... And, and the other thing about going out and doing a quote-unquote Bigfoot hunt, right. it would be you have a much higher possibility of spotting something during the wintertime because there's less foliage. Or, yeah. or less foliage. Exactly. Exactly. Leave less things in the way, so wintertime would be much more ideal, probably. But who's to say that they don't hibernate? We just don't know. See, know? and that's the problem: is there's so many what ifs out there that nobody really has it right yet. Obviously, otherwise we'd know everything there is to know about uh, Bigfoot. Yeah, but I think it's definitely something that uh, you know it's fascinated us. For God knows how long now. Um, and I think at this point anyway, it's just uh, another one of those unanswered unanswered phenomenon. That hopefully, maybe, if we're lucky, one day we'll get, uh, get an answer for. Unless more jackwads uh, put fake dummies in coolers and claim that they shot Bigfoot and things of that nature. Uh, yeah, I mentioned on my radio segment Friday night and I was actually wrong about the story but I was also right at the same time yeah. I had said that there was a guy in a suit along a highway that was shot and killed yes. in a Bigfoot suit but yes. he wasn't actually shot he was ran over he was, yeah. a couple of times <laughs> and yeah he was just trying to scare the drivers and he and he died because I don't I mean Can you I don't know if he ran out into the road and got hit or if, like, somebody was like, I'm just going to kill this thing so and, I like, can swerve it toward off. him. I have a big, <laughs> I have a big steel vehicle. I don't know what kind of vehicle it was that hit him. That's it so probably funny. wasn't a smart car right. there. But um, I'm going to hit him with my Prius. Watch this. Yeah, he, stuff like that. <laughs> that is awesome, um, man. There are people that, and, yeah, I, I can see the humor in it. 
Well, well, yeah. I think it's kind of funny trying to scare people. I mean, it sucks for him and his family and all that stuff. I'm still kind of laughing my ass off about it, though, because yeah. it's like, what the hell are you really doing, man? Like, come on. Oh, my gosh. I think people will do a lot of crazy shit for uh, a little bit of attention. It's like, it's it's a little weird to me. But anyway... But yeah, I tell you what, I'm going to wrap the show up. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for uh, for helping us out with this sh- episode today. Yeah, I would like to mention one more thing that's an event that's coming up. Oh yeah, nail it. Next weekend, the Friday, Friday, October 23rd and 24th. I don't know if that's next week or not. Uh, it's in two anyway. weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Friday, October 24th and Saturday, October 24th. 20, or Friday, October 23rd, and Saturday, October 24th, there's an event in Boonville, Missouri. Um, the 23rd Friday is just, there's two guided ghost tours, nice. public investigations of, they call it the Hanging Jail. I don't know what the actual name of the jail is. Right. It's an old jail in Boonville that has 30 cells in it, and they have a courtyard outside where they hung a ton of people. And there's also a barn on the property that they built near the end of the life of the jail where they started hanging people in there. Oh, really? So they're doing a public investigation, and I think afterwards myself and a couple other people are going to have access to do our own investigation, Matt, which will be awesome. That'll be sweet. And then the next day on the 24th, starting at 2 p.m., it's called the Thespian Hall. Yes. In town, uh, we'll have speakers and vendors, and I am one of the speakers along with Richard Rose is going to be on stage with me, and we're going to do the hour together. That'll be cool, man. There was a possibility of another person, but I don't think he's going to make it. Yeah. And that night, they're going to be doing the same thing, the investigation, but they're going to investigate the hall, which has never been investigated, but apparently they have reports there so it's five dollars for the event for the actual vendors and speakers and i think it's twenty dollars a person to do the public investigations that's awesome that'll be so freaking fun too like yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about the jail cell or the jail house yeah I mean, honestly you're gonna have a ball and what better place to do that, you know, as far as, like, a big investigation like that? That'll be freaking awesome. Yeah, and everybody out there, find 98.1 KMBZ, Fridays, 7.30 p.m. in the Kansas City area. If you don't live here, you can find it on the radio apps, like iHeartRadio. I believe it's on there. And I do a half an hour about paranormal news. Now, you just did your first one, is that correct? Yeah, last. Well, it was a week ago from the day that this will be released. So, yeah. Hell yes. Hell yeah. So, definitely go and check and that, that out. those clips are going on my website each week. So, if oh, you, you put can't them up? make it live, yeah. I have the one from last week on midcontinentparanormal.com. One of the tabs on there is 98.1 para news and I have the audio on there and I'll put it up every week sweet yeah definitely put that stuff up that's awesome cool cool man well thank you very much everybody um, take care have a great weekend and we will talk to you next week
Peace out. I make a rule never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline than a rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. <laughs>